see you guys next week or week before. This is David Bong signing off. Later. House. Welcome to this episode 251. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. And we are back for another week. Coming back from the Charlotte game, guys. The MLS, uh, what was it? Uh, the hi- highest attendance ever. Yes. Record breaking. Record breaking. It was, record break. it was li- I got to tell you, I enjoyed watching it, hearing everybody boo every little touch in the first half and <laughs> hearing all the wildness of the crowd and every little moment. It was pretty awesome. Uh, they were feeling it, Bobby, but were they singing about barbecue? <laughs> no, no, no. That's some. Is that them or no? That's <laughs> no, someone else. Kansas City. It's Kansas, no, it's Kansas, Kansas City. City. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, you know, it was, it, it looked like a big, uh, a big party and, and the galaxy came in and, and they spoiled it just like the narrative that they wanted to, to, to put out there. They were talking about that a lot, uh, leading up to the game and, and they talked about it a little bit, uh, after the game, after Ian said, uh, as much in, a, in, in his presser today, uh, that they wanted to spoil the party and that's what they did. But I think. I mean, overall, I think that was a pretty good first game for the for for Charlotte as a team, the people of Charlotte, um, you know, the South, <laughs> and 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 soccer, um, pretty incredible. I mean, you know, again, just like we said with Atlanta, who you know when we heard they were going to put a team in North Carolina, we went, oh, all right. <laughs> So, but yeah, overall, it was good. It was good for them. No, yeah, it was it was awesome. I thought it was awesome for the league, not just for them. I thought it was really good for the league, and and of course, there's going to be more teams that are being expanded in the league and all that stuff. But now, I but I mean, I guess I feel like we we're getting to a point where we shouldn't be surprised if some random, you know, place right. that we didn't expect <laughs> to care about soccer actually cares this much. We're oh, at that right. point where it just we shouldn't be surprised at all anymore. But um, that, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was uh, it was awesome to see. Um, and I'm glad that it, it was us again. I think we're in two of the top three attending games in MLS history. So I so it's always us. Were, man. were always we us. the first one? Were we the first one with the opening uh, game of MLS? The 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 one at the Rose Bowl? Yeah, the, the I inaug- think that I was so. the inaugural uh, Galaxy season i think that was that was the first record right yeah that was like 68 mm-hmm. or sixty nine thousand mm-hmm. or something and then atlanta and i want to say atlanta was next yeah, yeah atlanta was next and then and now charlotte and all of them have involved the galaxy yep but you know we're relevant now are we yes that's that's what the that's what the people that's what the galaxy haters will have you have you believe. <laughs> um, 
the game itself, let's talk about the game itself here. Um, a win is a win, right? Three points on the road is always a good thing. Doesn't really matter how you do it, um, especially in, in so early in, in the season. Take your points, put it in the bank. Those three points are going to be valuable um, or just as valuable as three points in September, right? So uh, overall, I, again, it, it wasn't a very disappointing game for the Galaxy, obviously because they won, but um, they were very close to not winning. It could have easily been a 0-0 draw. It took it took a golazo from Efrain Alvarez uh, to to beat Charlotte. Lots of, well, not lots, but you had your missed opportunities. Uh, lots of shots taken. Um, a lot of them were blocked, though. A lot of them didn't even reach more than two yards from when the kick was uh, uh, was made. So we'll, we'll talk about those stats later on. But um, two games, two 1-0 victories, both goals coming in very late, kind of theatrical, right? How are we feeling about that? Especially going into Seattle uh, next week. How are we feeling about the Galaxy performances in the first two games? Well, I think that the thing you failed to mention there is also a, two clean sheets. Two clean sheets. That's two right. clean sheets. That's that's a big one. Uh, because it's huge. As we know that the Galaxy um, is known for their leaky defense, and I thought that the I think that the defense this year so far um, has been working pretty well. There's been some nervy moments, um, but I think the addition of uh, Raheem Edwards has been a, a big one. Oh, wow. Um, we'll I, talk about I, him right now. Yeah, and, uh, and even in, in a moment where Julian Araujo is, um, you know, playing a little um, erratically, I would say. His, his form is kind of erratic right now. Um, he's he's gotten into, he looks like he might be getting into some some trouble. We thought he had cleaned up that the uh, that stuff with the, the with the fouling or the, the bad decision making when it comes to uh, defending. He already had uh, one one moment where we thought he was going to get a, a suspension uh, due to like a, a missed call or a late call. But I think the uh, the old uh, well, there was a foul before this, so nothing happened after that. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, you know, nothing that happened after that uh, counts. Um, from the first game, and then in this game, he, I think he also had another uh, moment where he could have been called for for something. Um, but what is working right now is Depew and Sega Kulabali. They're working really well. I thought that Sega had another really strong game, um, and. Jonathan Bond really hasn't had to do much. He had that one shaky moment where he came out of the, the out of his box and and almost got beat. But thankfully, I think there was an offside or a foul uh, right before that. So again, didn't happen. Yeah. So uh, the defense has been surprisingly uh, doing well. Um, and yeah, I think there were more nervy moments in against New York uh, than there was against Charlotte. Uh, in the New York game, uh, they took nine shots, but only one was on target. And that was the one that happened in the first two minutes, like that point blank header that Vaughn had to save. Other than that, not really much going on. There was that one that went across the face of goal, um, like very, very late in the game. I think it was after we had scored. Other than that, not really much going on. 
um, in Charlotte. I mean, completely outshot Charlotte, twenty-one to five. Okay, only five shots taken by Charlotte. Uh, although three of them were on target, but I don't think any of them were really all that uh, nervy. I think maybe one was like a really, really good shot that 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 Bond had to like. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Curry. a little bit more of a, a of a challenge. Uh, for him rather than just like uh, some ball like kind of trickling to his feet so there wasn't really you know that much um uh danger coming from charlotte uh just some nervy moments at the end of the game and that's expected considering the fact that the galaxy decided decided to okay we'll just give up the midfield and we're just going to defend with our lives for the last 10 minutes which gave charlotte possession in their own half so um i think that there was only maybe one uh chance when that uh during that time uh where uh, i think there was a cross that was uh made the guy had a wide open header in front of goal but just mishit it bond was able to pick it up very very easily and that was game only 0.5 expected goals for charlotte so yeah the defense did its job in this game as well so yeah credit there and uh, Raheem Edwards, once again, not only uh, has he been good defensively, part of the you know back line that has two clean sheets, but also two game-winning assists, right? He's got yep. two assists in two games. So uh, let's talk about this guy. I had said that Mark Delgado uh, is probably the best pickup that you got in this offseason. That may still yet be true but as of right now it looks like raheem edwards is the best pickup that the galaxy yeah. made this offseason uh i i have to agree i mean i think that he's been he's been really strong and a lot of the things that he's been doing have you know they've, they've proved to be very fruitful this year yeah, man, he has drive. He's there. He's smart. He he tends to read the ball before it even gets there. Um, he tends to know when to uh, take action, you know, and run for a ball and try to be defensive up high, and um, knows when to run back. He's he's just incredibly intelligent, and we saw it in the first game, which was what called my attention to him. The first game, and then this second game, he was it, even though he wasn't as as uh, as um effective as last game um i still think he was incredibly amazing yeah he's 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 one of our best ones so far and he's definitely shining a light on himself right now everybody's noticing he's got he's quickly becoming a fan favorite so uh yeah you keep putting in that effort you keep you know uh playing a big part in the goals that are being scored then yeah especially as a defender uh yeah you're gonna get noticed um david said yeah sega another solid game from him uh, again, a little surprising. No one really the saw most, that coming, right? The most uh, solid, I think. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess since he's a center back, I'll probably yeah, give him that edge. Uh, another yellow card for him. So he's got two, right? So uh, yeah. we're going to have to, I don't know, uh, how, how long before he gets suspended? You have like four or five? Dave, would you know that? Dave. I think it's four yellow cards accumulated over a certain period mm -hmm. of time, and then there's okay. a suspension. Yeah, so yeah, so he is definitely <laughs> So we'll be seeing that on, in the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh and, and yeah, for sure. Uh and then the, the 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 yellow card that he got in this game, uh he was beat. 
Uh, it was one of those like, yeah, if he doesn't do this, the mm-hmm. the, the the guy is off to the races, and he's yep. Uh, he's still a long way from from. I mean, he's he's in the midfield, but he's got a lot of, of uh, ground to cover. Uh, I'm not sure if someone would have got back to to get him, but I don't think uh, so. Yeah, he was beat. He was definitely beat. He had to do that. It's a yellow card, so not only it, it you know it's kind of his fault for get, like letting himself get beat, but also smarter than that. Yeah, I need to do this. Uh, but now he's on yellow card watch. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about since we're already here. Let's go ahead and talk about the player ratings. Who was the highest rated player in this game? Hmm. Well, we we were seeing Raheem Edwards' praises. Um, well, let's give it to Raheem. Bobby. Well, I was actually uh, I was actually thinking if. <laughs> If if anything hits him hard, it's the yellow card. But I'm gonna go Koulibaly. Um, I probably would have also said Edwards uh, as well. Um, it is Edwards, eight point two uh, rating for him. So, uh, yeah, second highest rated player. I'm, I'm assuming Bobby will you'll stick with Sega. Yeah. Uh, David, who do you who, who do you got? I'm I'm gonna go Raheem Edwards. <laughs> no, really, it was the second highest rated player. <laughs> oh, sorry, the second highest. Um, hmm. Let's say Chicha. I would have said Julian Araujo. I thought he had a really good game, and it is in fact Julian Araujo. He no. had eight point oh. Uh, so another high score. Um, and you're going to do that if you're uh, a defender who is uh, posting clean sheets. Uh, a lot of passing. Again, I don't really know where the passing was. Uh, is it on here? I don't believe it is. Um, 42 out of 50 uh, passes completed. 82 touches. So he was very, very active. And he had the ball a lot. Uh, only one cross. And he was able to connect. I don't think it amounted it to anything. But there it is. Three out of four tackles won. Uh, six out of nine duels won. So uh, pretty good game from Julian Araujo. Uh, rounding out the top three is, surprise, surprise, another defender, Jonathan Bond, 7.8. Uh, huh. With, uh, yeah. So he officially goes down with. He didn't do uh, much. <laughs> yeah. He officially goes down with three saves. Again, didn't look like it, but he does go down with three saves. He posted a clean sheet. 7.8. Who was the lowest rated player? Lowest rated player was probably Victor Vasquez. Yeah, I would go Vasquez. Yeah. Uh, I. If he didn't come off so early, we'll talk about that because Victor Vasquez looks uh, to be uh, on pace to missing a, a few games here and there. I probably would have said him, but since he went off, I think the rating was a little uh, off as well. I look at who else was next, and I think that was a no-brainer. I think it was Kevin Cabral. And, in fact, it was Kevin Cabral. I know. I told you guys during the game, I was texting you guys, is it just me or does Kevin Cabral look like, well, Kevin Cabral? Because he looked really out of place, uh, really wasn't doing much. He wasn't as involved um, it wasn't as dangerous. He didn't put himself into any sort of position to to score or to um, mm, make disagree. a difference. He did, that a, he did that a few times. He just at the end when he had to execute the last pass or anything, it would always be light 
or uh, Bad Touch. Which or, is what we complained I mean, about yeah, last season. Like last that, year. But I'm saying but yeah. I'm saying he did have moments that he he had the ball well in position. He had good runs. He did position himself in good places. He did have those moments a lot in this game. It's just when he actually had to execute the last moment, he did suck, just like the old fashioned Cabral. Uh, he had a 6.7 rating. I didn't see too much of him. I also didn't see too much of Victor Vasquez, uh, who uh, had a 7.1. So uh, played for 53 minutes. So he still did somewhat decently. Uh, the only other guy who was in the sixes right above Kevin Cabral is uh, Ryan Revelison at 6.8. He had, yeah, you know what? He had a really quiet game because I don't even remember anything from him. In that game, maybe I didn't need to see anything from him. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, th- those are your uh, your players right there. Uh, Douglas Costa, seven point six, so definitely did a lot better in this game than he did last game. He went eighty six minutes, so he played a little bit more uh, in this game than the last game. Um, he looked better to me too. He looked a little bit better. He looked a little bit more yeah. active. I thought. He, he I thought every. Like every... Well, I, th- I thought every every touch of his was really well got like gold, and his passes were in- impre- incredibly smart. It just nobody executed on whatever he yeah. gave them. Yeah, I, I think he, uh, for me personally, I thought he was really trying too hard in that first game, and it's kind of expected, right? He wants to make a good impression, especially in front of the home crowd. But uh, I think. He was a little bit more grounded in this game, a little bit more let the game come to me, don't force anything. 45 out of 53 passes, 85%. He had five key passes. I'm not really sure what that means. Uh, expected assists, uh, 0.3, so not really all that great there. Uh, no shot on target. Uh, 67 touches, uh, so actually significantly less than uh, Chile Naranjo. Uh Six out of six for accurate long balls. Uh, yeah, either way, the optics of it, he looked a lot better in game number two than he did in game number one. So hopefully that uh, changes. The one key pass, I do remember that that was a really good pass uh, that he made to Chicharito. By the way, those two guys, their IQs combined higher than any other two players combined in LS on the same team. I don't think there's anyone higher. Those two guys, if they can connect those two can be really, really scary. That is the hope and the expectation that I'm sure the front office had as well. So hopefully that plans out. And you saw little glimpses of that here uh, in the Charlotte game. Let's talk about Victor Vasquez. Goes off injured. Looks like possibly hamstring. Um, so he'll be definitely be gone in Seattle. Um What do you guys think about this? Like, is is losing Vasquez huge for the Galaxy? Because you know, I don't think it's huge. It's not something we want, of course. Um, right. We don't want a man going down. But I think you know, Kleshton coming in can be fine as a starter. And, and get you think you, you think it's Sasha who starts? I think so. You don't think it's Efra? No, I don't really? think it would be Efra either. Yeah, I think I think you start Sasha. Um, just because, again, like we've seen in two games now, I think I think that Efrain is is probably Greg Vanny's like X factor that comes on 
and you know he's not going to play a lot of defense, but he's he's going to be able to give you that um, offensive spark. Um, so I think that's how he's going to continue to use him and, and play more pragmatic in the opening, you know, half or the opening parts of the game. Uh, so think, that's what you use Sasha for. I, I honestly think that Sasha is also a little bit of an X factor. When he came in uh, yeah, against New been, York, things were de- uh, uh, were a lot more different. And I think the same thing happened here. I think when Sasha came in uh, uh, replacing Victor Vasquez in this situation, things changed as well. I think he might be an X factor coming off the bench uh, more so than Efro, who was also can uh, as uh, you know we'll talk about right now. Can also impact the game, uh, but I think Sasha is a, a guy that if you need to, you know, push the envelope because you're down a goal or because you're looking for that game-winning goal, you can bring Sasha in. But if you need a guy that can, you know, slow the game down a bit because you need to hold on to a lead and you need the general out there to say, okay, hold on, guys, let's let's uh, let's stay compact here, let's finish this game out. Once again, it, it, it's Sasha. So uh, I think you could use them for pretty much any situation coming off the bench, which is uh, absolutely uh, invaluable. Um, and I- I'm sure that everyone knows about this. Um, if you didn't see it on social media, uh, the uh, the Fox uh, broadcast team uh, certainly brought it up. Um, Sasha posted on his Twitter that uh, you know was it 12, 12 years ago or however long ago he visited. Uh, a boy who was uh, at the children's hospital uh, fighting a, I, I believe, some sort of a liver cancer, gave him his jersey, and last Saturday, that kid grew up to be, lo and behold, a professional soccer player who made his uh, debut uh, at home in Charlotte. Those I th- two. I think he made the. I think he made the debut the week before. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, he played. He, he played a few minutes the week before, but oh, he came okay. in in the 84th minute. Uh, he's a rookie for Charlotte. Yeah, rookie. Uh, I don't have his name in front of me, but uh, the the story's been all over the place, and this is probably one of the one of the coolest things. Um, uh, you know, just not just in MLS and but just sports in general. Um, one of the like the more heartwarming and and sort of fate restored in humanity um you know kind of kind of moments uh that we got out of out of this game you know aside from the huge record you know mls record crowd and uh, the you know the sort of um the the good spirits that were being shared between the galaxy fans and the charlotte fans and and sort of uh uh, everybody revolved around that. That was uh, another thing that um, was kind of heartwarming on a night when, you know, based on uh, some of the stuff that was happening in the sport in other parts of the world, uh, we needed something like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it was certainly a, one of those stories where you just you just have to sit back and you just kind of have to, like, shake your head at, like, what a good guy Sasha question is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need more guys like this around the league, not just around the league, but just, you know, in the world, right? Yeah. Here's a, here's a stand-up guy. He's, he's genuinely a, a good human being. And it's a guy that you definitely look up to. Um, you know, if there's any kids watching these games, definitely someone you want to, 
look up to and idolize there. So, you know, I mean, I'm I mean, glad saw, that he's. You saw that, you know, during the pandemic, uh, you know, he was taking his kids to the Black Lives Matters uh, protests yeah. that were happening, you know, in, in L.A. And he's, you know, he's sort of uh, the leader in the locker room. Um, he made that that post uh, <clears throat> that uh, that that we made a sticker out of, where he wrote "Family Big" on the uh, on the the whiteboard there in the, for the locker room uh, under Greg Vanney's "Play Like Brothers" mantra. Um, and then you have, and then you know, you have this story, this guy who's been doing this sort of thing. And I think after the game, he said, um, you know, it doesn't cost anything to be nice to somebody. Um, or to be kind to somebody, and and I think the he said the lesson was that uh, just try and be a good human, uh, just try and be a good person, which you know again, much needed message for the night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about the long goal from Efrain Alvarez, who comes in in the uh, in the seventieth minute, seven minutes later. Scores his goal. It is a golazo. Um, let's talk about it, David. How was your release? Um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. Yeah, it was one of those things you saw. Victor Vasquez tried that shot earlier in the game and almost hit it, and so it was kind of surprising when Efrain got it off and and actually hit it. Um, but it was yeah, it was just one of those moments where you go. He he hits it and you're like no way and and it you know it curls itself in and boom there you go big goal yeah it's uh we, we've seen him do this right we saw it uh, a couple times last year uh, the one I really remember was the uh, against Vancouver when we were holding the lead and then we lost it and then a minute later uh, Fra scores uh, his uh, his his goal with his uh, magical left foot. So we know what he's capable of. Uh, we, we see it plenty of times. Whether it's you know consistent or not is it, that's always been the uh, the case here. The the thing that kind of gets me and what I had said earlier is that you know it, it took that goal, right? It took a wonder goal to beat Charlotte. This game should have had more goals in it. Uh, Chicharito probably should have scored a couple. One was a really, really good save. Uh, a hell of a shot. Very difficult shot that he took. Uh, his body yeah. was angled completely different. He one-timed it. Uh, very good save from the keeper. Another one that was just, I mean, it, it was just there. I'm not really sure if the goalie just distracted him, if he just lost sight of the ball for a second or what. But, but he was completely open in the back post. Goalie is completely beat there's nobody around him all he has to do is head the ball in and i don't know again i don't know if he loses sight of the ball uh if the goalie does enough to get in front of it where he just loses his concentration and focus for that split second uh maybe he was indecisive like okay do i hit it with my head is it is it well if i can put a foot on it or do i break chest it down i don't know uh that should have been in the back of the net uh, a couple of them uh, should have been on the back of the net. Uh, Victor Vasquez hits the post on uh, something similar to what Efrain tried. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a little little discouraging. The Galaxy have only scored one goal in each of their games. And, again, it's Raheem, come late. 
Raheem had a chance as well. Did he? I don't remember his his. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, he shot it and then it deflected and it went right back to him and then he shot it again. He shot it again. Oh, and that's it trickled right. In, it, it trickled in front of Cabral and before he get a foot on it, yeah, the keeper was able to yep. uh, to kick it away. Kick yeah, it yeah, yeah. So yeah, some heroics from from the keeper for sure. But uh, yeah, th- this is a game. I actually had this game two 0 so I wasn't that far off. Uh, but when you look at the game. All the shots that we're taking, this is a little misleading as well, though, because the Galaxy ended up taking uh, 21 shots for the game. And I can tell you at least half of those seemed like they were blocked by the defender immediately in front of them. Yeah, so there was it, a few it, of those. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt like there was a lot of those. I felt like maybe Chicharito had, except for like maybe two shots that he put on goal, I think every other shot was blocked by some defender immediately in front of him. I know uh, Douglas Costa had the same issue. Uh, so I, that was a lot. I want to say maybe it's not the accurate number, but I want to say that at least like almost half of those shots had to be blocked by the defender uh, before I got anywhere near uh, no, their man, he's, target. He, he he kept his team, man. He kept his team in the game for yeah. a very long no, time. No, 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 no. Well, I'm talking about the defender in front of the guy who took the shot. Oh, no, I know not that. The no, goalie I know, yeah. saves. Yeah, because no, the goalie I made, I believe, six saves. Six saves for uh, Charlotte's goalkeeper. Uh, eight. Eight shots were blocked before it, it, it got anywhere near the goalie. So, yeah, oh, not quite half, but almost there. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of shots were taken. Uh, most of them were inside the box. So uh, 1.83 expected goals for the Galaxy, nearly two. Uh, so... Yeah, I think the the finishing has to be a little bit better, especially going into Seattle, which is going to be significantly tougher uh, to do on the road uh, against a better team. So, uh, but two and zero, guys, two and zero. I'll share a couple stats here. Not that they matter, but just because I want to share them. Um, only two teams. I'm sorry, not two teams. I'm sorry. There are five teams. <laughs> Five teams that have not allowed a single goal through two weeks. Galaxy is one of them. RSL, uh, Orlando, Chicago, and DC United. We all had that, right? Oof, that's uh, yeah. If you would have told me that, it's, I'm like, ooh, that's bad company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do very, what do RSL, DC United, Orlando, and who's the other team? Chicago <laughs> and Chicago have in common? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's it's certainly a, a very oddball group there. You would not think that that would be the case uh, for fewest goals, but there we are. Uh, the Galaxy remain uh, one of three teams to remain a uh, four teams. Sorry, four teams to remain perfect through two games. The other three teams being Austin, who sit uh, in first place. The New York Red Bulls and DC United. So once again, the company there is not really like well, interesting. Didn't yeah. think that, but here we are. Overall, Austin with uh, in first place in the Western Conference and the Supporter Shield based on goal differential. Back to back games, five goals, ten goals through two games is an MOS record. Uh, so they're on pace for 34 times five, well, 170 goals. <laughs> they're on pace for 170 goals. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see if they can keep that up in Portland. Uh, but, yeah, two weeks of MLS and the overall standings and stats 
are already MLSing. Four teams remain without points. Cincinnati, Charlotte, Montreal, no surprise, except for Seattle. Seattle's up there as well. So, uh, yeah. God, I love this league. God, I love this league. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, do we have anything else? Um, no, I think we've covered everything. I mean, do we want to ignore the Sergio Ramos rumors once again for the second week in a row? We are definitely ignoring. No, we're ignoring the Sergio Ramos uh, rumors. I thought it died down since last week. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, yeah. it's not happening. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Although he's not dressing up for his Champions League match against Madrid. So maybe, <gasps> maybe he's done. 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 <laughs> It's a done deal. <laughs> it's a done deal already. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not paying attention to this. Uh, right. David, you have else? anything? Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, only right. one thing for me. Congratulations to Bruce Arena, who, uh, after New England's victory this past weekend, becomes the all-time winningest uh, head coach in MLS history, passing nice. the late Siggy Schmidt, who, well, both coaches, MLS yep. or Galaxy royalty. Galaxy, so, yeah. Co- so congratulations to Bruce Arena. And uh, that's it for me. And rest in peace, Siggy. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to Laser House, episode 251. I'm here with David and Lewis. Say goodbye. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 